Welcome to 24 Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. All right, Amy, I think you are really going to like my episode this week. I have no idea what's it about, so I'm very excited. It is one of our favorite places to go. Disney World? Mm, no, think more like locally and shopping. Um, Target. Yes! Oh my god, is it really about Target? Target, we're going to do an episode on Target. Target. Yes. It's the fancy way. Which, we'll get to that. I'm so excited about Target as a topic. So let's start, like you like to, at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. What is Target? Oh, it's a department store full of wonderfulness. Super close. Target is an American big box department store chain. Do you want to guess where Target is headquartered? I know this. It's deep in my soul somewhere. I literally know this because someone was just telling me while I was out of town that they go to the Target headquarters and they have all the cool stuff. It's in a cold state. Yes, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, I crushed that. I didn't guess that, but I was very close. You were very close. (laughs) Target is the seventh largest retailer in the U.S., and it's part of the S&P 500 index. Wow. So quick sidebar. For those who aren't familiar, the S&P, or the Standard & Poor's 500, is a stock market index tracking the stock performance of the 500 largest companies listed on the stock exchanges in the U.S. I am really actually very glad that you explained that because I just have been working in this space a while and I've learned this over the course of time, but I, it's amazing to me how many people don't really follow those things. I think that's very helpful. I used to not know what any of this kind of stuff was. Now, for my day job, I have to know a little bit of it, so I've been kind of learning as I go. But back to Target. Target operates 1,931 stores throughout the U.S. Love them for it. I am surprised that that number is not higher. 1,139 stores, is that what you said? 1,931. So about 2,000 stores. Yeah. That's shocking, because there's two Targets within a 10-mile radius of me. But I guess when you count, like, rural areas. If you look at the Target heat map, we're in a Target-heavy area. I support it. That's why our souls are so well-fed. Exactly. It ranked 37 in 2022 on the Fortune 500 list of the largest U.S. corporations by total revenue. The retail formats include Target, Super Target, which is a hypermarket, meaning it's a supermarket and department store in one. There are also small format stores that were previously named City Target and Target Express. Wow. I feel like I have seen the City Target models that are really tiny. Yes. Um, And I do love me a Super Target. We don't have any near us. But I think there's one. There's one um, by me. By you. And then the one that we, remember we bought Kindles that one day when we were driving through Florida because we just wanted Kindles. And then we stopped at that one. That's my favorite one. Do you remember when Super Targets started off as Target Greatlands and it was like the Target word and then in green cursive it said Greatland underneath? I 100% do. I know. So looking at all these pictures brought back so many 
memories. We have been lifelong Target supporters. We have. Okay. I have a lot of Target history for you. So we're going to jump right in. Because I have my pages. I think I have five. Your physical pages. Wow. So there's all my Russells. Enjoy them. (laughs) Okay. How did Target become Target? The first Target discount store opened in Roseville, Minnesota on May 1st, 1962. The Dayton Company, which ran the Dayton department stores, started the first Target store as a value-oriented, high-quality experience. Douglas J. Dayton started the new store, and this is a quote, to combine the best of fashion world with the best of the discount world in a quality store with quality merchandise at discount prices and a discount supermarket, 75 departments in all. That's very impressive. And I, it makes sense, but I guess I didn't ever think about how many individual departments were in Target. I think they probably could have simplified that mission by not using departments and discount as frequently, but I support the sentiment. This was 1962. It's a new concept. They will simplify over time. No worries. Got it. So Stuart K. Widris and his staff created the now iconic name and logo, stating their inspiration, and this is another quote, a marksman goal is to hit the center bullseye. The new store would do much the same in terms of retail goods, services, commitment to the community, price, value, and overall experience. The original logo had a white center with three red rings and the word target through the middle of the bullseye. In the mid-70s, the logo was refined further to be closer to the one that we know and love today. That makes a lot of sense. I can appreciate that. By the end of 1962, Target opened three additional locations in Minnesota. The Dayton Company made it clear that Target had no connection with its department store and that they were competitors. So it wasn't like the discount version, not like a Nordstrom and a Nordstrom Rack. Two separate entities. Wow, I'm glad that you clarified that. I guess I just figured it was an evolution of sorts. Nope, two separate things. Also, the nickname Target started that first year as well. Really? So they don't know exactly how it started or who started it, but Douglas Dayton heard somebody refer to Target as Target when they were shopping in the Dayton department store. Doesn't things like that just make you feel very connected to the human race where you're like, even in 19, whatever year you just said, 72? 62. In 1962, someone was like, Target. And you know, they were being funny and they were walking around with their fancy hand out. And like, we all still think that's funny now. Like we're bougie when we say it. Oh yeah, exactly. Being human's weird. (laughs) Target's first expansion outside of Minnesota was in 1966. They opened two stores in Denver. Denver was an ideal site. And this is another quote, not only because it was a similar population size, but here's the quote. Denver, like Minneapolis, has four distinct seasons to ensure a continuously changing apparel market. So Target considers itself an apparel specialist. Although lately, I will say I disagree and I'm struggling a little bit. But normally, yes, love Target stuff. Well, we aren't of the peasant variety, so those dresses were not meant for us. (laughs) They really had a peasant dress moment last year. I was going to say, Amy's referring to peasant dresses. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I meant that we didn't dress. I 
we'll just stop there. But yeah. hopefully you don't take offense to my peasant dress comment. Or I liked, um, there's a reel about, oh gosh, something about like we're either going to the prairie or going to the club or something that was really- And there's no in between. <laughs> there's no in between. That was very funny. So moving right along, in 1967, the Dayton Company went public at $34 a share. The corporation had five autonomous divisions. So these are the different parts of the Dayton Company. They had Dayton Department Stores, Target Stores, B. Dalton Booksellers, Dayton Jewelers, and the Dayton Development Company. So all in under the same umbrella, but different entities. Correct. All under the Dayton Company umbrella, but all different entities. Got it. In 1969, the Dayton Corporation merged with J.L. Hudson of Detroit. This merger established the corporation as one of the 15th largest non-food retailers in the nation. Wow. Now it's the Dayton Hudson Corporation. We're still in 1969. The first Dayton Hudson Community Involvement Report, which is now Target's Corporate Responsibility Report, was published. Activities are supported by funds in three major categories environmental and social action projects, cultural support, and educational support. That first year, $2.36 million was donated. Wow. Amy, your favorite game. Oh. How much would that be today? I should have seen this coming. I really feel like I should have been more prepared when you were reading numbers off. Okay, 2.6 million, I think, is what you just said. 2.36. Close. I yeah. can't do numbers. <laughs> so 2.4-ish. Repeating them back to you. Okay, 2.4-ish in 1969. Yes. 3.4. No, 19 million in today's money. <laughs> so in 1969, Target donated roughly 19 million of today's money. In these different categories. And actually, going through this, and this is also later in my notes, so if I repeat myself later, I apologize. But I didn't realize how philanthropic the Target Corporation was. Oh, yeah. Target does a bunch of stuff because they've been doing the education thing for a really long time. And they're, yeah, they're super involved. Clearly, I can't do math to help support their, that yeah, initiative. But, but, you know. I was very impressed by all the things that they've done. And I will touch as much as I can, but, you know, I had to pick and choose the highlights because it's a long history we have to get through. Okay, Allie, ask me how much that money is in today's money now. All right, Amy, how much is $2.4 million in today's money? Um, based on my very sophisticated approximation, I'm going to guess close to $19 million. Oh, gosh, Amy, you're so good. Thank you. I had to get one right. I just need that documented. I know that it's fake, but it made me feel better. Okay. Well, I'm going to leave just all this in in order, so. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Okay. Fun fact. In 1970, American multimedia artist Red Grooms had an exhibit called The Discount Store that was inspired by Target. Fancy. Yeah. Another fun fact. Also in 1970, to celebrate Earth Day, Target gave pine tree saplings to guests as they came into the store, and they supported employees who volunteered to plant trees and clean up parks. It's adorable. I know. I want my little Target tree. In the 70s is when Target really started expanding across the country. And by the mid-70s, the store started to look how we know them today. The red and white became standard color scheme, along with employees wearing red. They used to wear like a smock. Now we know they just have to wear a red top. Mm -hmm. And they've always worn a name tag. 
Fun fact, prior to this, Target employees wore yellow smocks. Why? Right? And they were called Targeteers. Oh, I support that. Which made me think of, um, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to blank now. The Imagineers at Disney. Yes. Interesting fact. In 1971, Target introduced employee surveys so employees could voice their opinions about the employer. And they also started introducing barrier-free stores so people with disabilities could easily access the store. They also created a policy for inclusive hiring the same year. We love all of that. All of it. In 1965, Target became the top revenue generator for the Dayton Hudson Corporation. So it's really starting to take off. That's pretty fast growth. Yeah. In 1979, they hit $1 billion in annual sales. So for that year, they hit $1 billion in sales, which would be a little over, do you want to guess, Amy? $3 billion. Oh, you're so close. $4 billion today. Good okay. job. $4,088,112,947.66-ish, to be exact-ish. <laughs> to be exact-ish. Well, you know, all the calculators are a tiny bit different, so. In 1984, Target introduced its first official owned brand called Honors. It was a casual, colorful line of clothing for men, women, and children. That sounds delightful. So before... They were only carrying other brands. This is their first in-house brand. We love a good Target in-house brand. Yes. I don't know why I'm saying we. I, I am bringing you along with all of my oh, opinions. Oh, no, I, I agree with you, yes. We do. We do. In 1989, they had 400 stores across the U.S. Wow, that's really quick growth. Fun fact. In 1990, Target ran its first inclusive advertisement, something I think at least in my mind, that Target is known for. I feel like even before it became more commonplace, Target always had pretty inclusive ads. So this ad featured a young girl in a wheelchair. The ad ran in Target's Sunday Circular. Thank you, Target. Also in 1990, the first Target Greatland opened, offering wider aisles, faster checkout lanes, ATMs, Food Avenue, an expanded pharmacy and photo services, and price scanners in the aisle so you could check the prices of things. Oh, I love the price scanners. I know, me too. I love a price scanner. You feel so powerful. And then it's like the anticipation of like, will this be a $2 plate or am I going to have to pay the full $5? Yeah. Or am I going to have to put it back on the shelf because I'm not paying $12 for this. Not paying, yeah. It's not $12 worth. But ten ninety nine, I'm in. In. In 1991, the Morona brand was introduced. Do you remember oh, that brand? That, see, now I feel like Target really had like peak 90s and early 2000s fashion on lockdown. Yes, they did. Sadly, the Morona brand was retired in the late 2010s. Yes. That and Massimo. Yes. Yeah. In 1992, what is now Target's Pride Plus Business Council was started. Target also celebrated Black History Month. A big one here, Amy. In 1994, the slogan, we all know and love, came about. Do you know what it is? It's only four words. I literally can only think of McDonald's right now. Expect more. Pay, pay less. less. I feel ashamed. I should have known that, but all I could think was I'm loving it because I am <laughs> loving it. But I know it's McDonald's slogan. 
1995, we saw the Target credit card, Super Targets, and the Archer Farms brand come along. Love Archer Farms. In 1997, they started a program to partner with minority vendors, and Target's Volunteers Program was awarded the President's Service Award from President Bill Clinton. This is the highest national honor given to corporate volunteer efforts. Snaps for you, Target. Very impressive. In 1999, we got Target.com, oh, Target life gift changing. cards, yes, and Bullseye the dog. Oh, I love Bullseye. And this is a really big one, Starbucks in Target. Really? It goes that far back. So they were only in Super Targets to start. Then they slowly started introducing them into other regular Targets. Wow, I would not have put it that far back, but yay for them. In 2000, the Dayton Hudson Corporation was officially renamed the Target Corporation. Ooh, they won. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, now in an effort to move this along, because we're already almost 20 minutes in and I have a few more things I want to touch on, I'm going to go through the 2000s real quick. (laughs) I will have no commentary, I hope. Very little. I doubt that, but okay, okay. Highlights from the 2000s. We saw the Isaac Mizrahi Design Partnership. Loved it. Target Pharmacy started Clear RX. Awesome. Target shopping carts were redesigned to those thicker plastic ones that we love now. With the cup holders. With the cup holders. Reusable bags were introduced. The mobile awesome. app was introduced. I thought you weren't going to oh, have so comments. Oh, well, I can't help myself. I'm so excited. <laughs> they expanded the fresh food department. They have in-store recycling. They celebrated their 50th anniversary in 2012. Happy birthday. They've had many, many more designer partnerships. Also Cartwheel, the Target app started. Do you remember when it was was called Cartwheel? Cartwheel, Because now it's just a circle, but it used to be Cartwheel. Yeah, that has had a hold on my life since apps were a thing. Yes. Store pickup and ship from store started. CVS acquired the pharmacy. The one spot was added. Oh, so good. Fan favorite at our house, the Cat and Jack brand started. Also good. Target acquired Shipped. Did you know that? I did not know that. Target Circle was created. Love it. Also, Target Circle, before it was the all-encompassing app, it was just the rewards program. Which we love. Love it. They added more of their own in-house brands. They've had many, many, many... Sponsorships, sporting events, car racing, so much. Volunteering, giving, inclusion, diversity programs. Again, I didn't realize how philanthropic and inclusive Target was. It's all great. Yay, Target. Okay. We have a little bit of time left. So I want to go over... See, I think lightning round was really fun. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you so much. So a few other things I want to touch on, then we'll wrap this up. So something that I thought was really interesting was the layout of Target stores. So generally, they all have a similar layout, but there are definitely subtle differences. And this is because as new stores are built or older ones are renovated, they customize each store to ensure it's locally relevant and it serves its surrounding areas. So that's why when you go into Target, they all feel familiar, but there's small, subtle differences. I agree with that. I just love the vibe of Target, so they're doing a good job. Most regular Targets are roughly 135,000 square feet, 
super targets are roughly 174,000 square feet. Small format targets like the city targets are more like 80,000 square feet. The smallest targets, which are target expresses, are between 14 and 21,000 square feet. So they're small. Wow. An interesting concept that I was introduced to while researching target was planograms. Have you heard of those? I have. I figured you would because, you know, marketing. So the official definition, actually, why don't you explain it first and then I'll give the official definition. I don't know the official definition, but it's essentially how you lay out a store to entice people to buy things and how they move throughout the space. It's beautiful. You're so close to the official definition. Official definition. (laughs) A planogram is a schematic drawing or plan for displaying merchandise so as to maximize sales. It can be a diagram or model that indicates the placement of retail products on shelves as well as the layout of the store. Yeah, because if you're at eye level, that's like premium placement versus up high or down low. And the width of aisles and the end caps are all different like, you know. Oh, Amy, eye level, you are explaining the golden shelf rule, which I will touch on in a little bit. Oh, great. So knowledgeable about planograms. (laughs) So smaller retailers might use these to maximize space. Larger retailers like Target use them to create consistency between store locations improve visual appeal, promote product pairing suggestions. They're also used to help determine inventory needs. Mm -hmm. And like Amy said, they're basically plans or pictures of shelves, and they're very detailed. Like it'll be a picture of a shelf with each product on the shelf, name, brand, actual product pictures, exactly how it should be laid out. And the goal is, if you're the person stocking the shelves, to make it look like the picture. Right. Like anything in marketing, there's a lot of psychology that goes into the layout of shelves. So interesting fact, 60% of all sales are impulse purchases. Now, I can't verify how legit that statistic is, but I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Uh, Based on the scale of items you're buying at Target, because right, you're not buying a car or like a lawnmower. I mean, you might, but not from Target. I mean, the lawnmower, neither here nor there. Based on the scale of that type of product, though, that does make sense, right? Because you might throw gum in your cart or you're like, oh, I need shampoo or, oh, those cookies look good because it's not like an investment item. This wasn't a Target-specific statistic? Couldn't yeah, come up with that just word. a human statistic. Just a human statistic, but it totally makes sense, exactly what you just said. And a lot of these purchases are because of visual merchandising, which I would love to read more about, so maybe future topic. We'll see. Also, product packaging came up Mm. and that's interesting and again i'll get back to it one more interesting fact about this and then we'll move back on to target like amy mentioned there's something called the golden shelf rule higher price goods are usually located at eye level to optimize their sales they're very sneaky i fall for it every darn time every time (laughs) okay before we wrap it up let's talk scandal oh we love a target scandal love it So probably the biggest Target scandal was data breach. Yes. 2013, Target was hacked and customer data was breached. Information was stolen from some sources, say 40 million. I read up to 70 million credit cards, debit cards. This was all around the holiday season. I think it happened in November or December. And I actually remember this happening because my bank sent me a new card. Mine too. And... 
Again, it was hard to verify this, but some sources say this was the second largest retailer data breach. Others said it was the biggest. Either way, it was very, very big. Very, very big. And I don't remember how Target handled it, which I don't know if it's a commentary on me or Target, but they bounced back relatively well considering we're all still shopping there. And yay for the banks for responding quickly. They responded okay from what I read. They, in the opinion of the article that I read very briefly, this person thinks they should have broken the scandal before anyone else had a chance to break the scandal. Unfortunately, somebody else broke it first, like released it to public. When I say broke it, that's what I mean. Published that this thing had happened. This person's opinion was that Target reacted too quickly and should have taken a beat and then responded because they didn't love some of the initial messaging that went out. But then after Target got itself together, this person felt like from then on out, they did a much better job handling it. All right. Well, human reaction, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I have a very interesting tidbit before I'm going to end with some other quick fun facts because there's so many. This is like Tiffany's all over again. Like I could go on and on for hours about Target. (laughs) And not just because I love it. It's genuinely interesting. (laughs) Did you know that Target has its own forensics lab? No. Forensics for what? So many large retailers use high-tech video surveillance and forensics to catch shoplifters. But Target often lends its high-end technology and forensic professionals to law enforcement agencies for free. Wow. Yeah, and they have actually helped on several high-profile cases and helped get convictions. Wow. Yes. Their criminal lab is one of 400 operators worldwide and only about two dozen private organizations that is accredited from the American Society of Crime Laboratory Directors. So this is the same accreditation that a police-sponsored crime lab would have, which how did I not know this? I don't know. I feel like you really missed your calling. You could have been working for Target's crime lab. I know. Kim, if you're listening, did you know this? We'll wait for her email to hit our inbox. I'll let you know if she knew this or not, or I'll I'll just text her. Anyway, oh, if you don't know who Kim is, Kim is an actual forensic scientist. If you go back to season one, we have two episode awesome interview with her. You should check it out. Okay, let's end with some Target fun facts. The big... Do you want commentary or no commentary? Um, Well, let me get through the fact, and then if you have commentary, see how you feel. All right. Okay. The big red balls outside of Target are to prevent cars from driving into the store. Yes, but also great photo opportunity. Great, and, you know, fun for kids. Mm -hmm. Breastfeeding is allowed anywhere in the store. Good for you, Target. Yes, and I will say, as a mom of an infant, I had to breastfeed in a Target, and they were very accommodating. That's very nice of them. Target helped repair the Washington Monument. In 1997, the company gave $1 million in additional support from what I read, like design and construction support, to repair the monument. That's very fun fact. Right? In 1993, I love this one, Target opened 11 stores in Chicago on the same day. That's a big day for Chicago. Big day. So Target's, okay, we're going to go into Chicago, but all at once. Yeah, like May 12th was probably such a big day. I don't know the date, but. You know, whatever day. Right. All right. And my last fun fact. Bullseye, the target dog, is a girl. And she flies first class. First of all, that is amazing. On all fronts. I'm so proud of her. 
Good for her for getting her first class seat. They did not promote that enough when she was popular. I love that for her. Second of all, that makes me so happy that she's a girl. But then it just dawned on me that like what peak dog lives we were living because the Taco Bell dog and now Bullseye. And the Old Navy dog. Rushing it. And the Old Navy dog and Elle Wood's dog. Great time for dogs. Great time for dogs. And also, if anyone is concerned, the red dye they use to make the bullseye on her eye is vegetable-based, and it's very safe. That's very sweet. And then she flies home first class, guys. That makes me so happy. So there you go. Everything you could possibly want to know about Target. Do with that what you will. Thanks for letting us talk at you. If you have any comments, corrections, suggestions, or fun facts of your own, you can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It's also our website, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us there. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. 